Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. What's up, Montana? Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We're coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Hope you're having a great Tuesday. Time to get to today. Second hour, fun time. Love when this guy swings by. Former University of Montana Athletic Director Jim O'Day will be in studio with us here during the 5 o'clock hour. So very much look forward to that. We're going to talk everything from what does it take to move the FCS championship game or just have a bid in general to what is the future of FCS football with several of the big dogs moving on and moving up to what's it like trying to build new facilities on campus, specifically the University of Montana campus. Jim, always a wealth of information, and uh, it always gets like this. I, I should be 
to be fair, or I guess to be honest, I should just have Jim on more because, first of all, he's a wonderful guy, great to talk to. But uh, he and I are always shooting the breeze, texting, calling, whatever, talking about the state of affairs uh, of college athletics throughout Missoula, throughout Montana, throughout the Big Sky Conference. And uh, it always gets to the point where we'll be having these text conversations and he'll be sending me these long paragraphs. And finally, I'll just be like, hey, instead of texting back and forth, let's just get on the radio and talk about it. So we'll do that in the second hour. The first hour here, though, we're going to talk a bunch of Big Sky Conference hoops, specifically the game in Bozeman last night, plus some of the results from over the long weekend that included so many games for the Montana schools. And because it's a Tuesday, like we do every other Tuesday, we're going to hear from Justin Angle, a business angle, the overlay between business and sports. He's a University of Montana business professor. We recorded this one down at his shop, so that was very fun, very cool. You want to listen to Nuanez now? Stream the show somewhere besides your traditional radio. You can always do it on any of your mobile devices, laptop, cell phone, tablet, any of that, by visiting our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on the Listen Live tab. You can also always stream and view the show on YouTube. N-U-A-N-E-Z will get you there. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. And if you want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. It is a Tuesday, so that means it's a Tagliari Tuesday. We have a $25 gift card for you to Tagliari Delicatessen. Best sandwiches you're going to find anywhere in the city of Missoula or the state of Montana. So stay tuned. About, oh, 40 minutes from now, we have a chance for you to win $25 to Tagliari Deli. And uh, you can use it on any and everything. I got myself some delicious olive oil down there the other day. Special import from Italy. Man, unfiltered. Ooh, it's the good stuff. So they don't just have sandwiches down there, but sandwiches are what keeps you coming back. So we'll have some free tag for you a little later on in the show. Uh, on that note, we got a big Valentine's Day giveaway coming up. And uh, the prize for you is going to be a set of ski tickets. Lift tickets, pair of lift tickets, plus a $50 gift card to Dazzler's Car Wash so you can wash your truck before the date and after the date. Then go skiing. Or else you got some more Tagliari for you, too, so you have a sandwich on the lift. And uh, maybe we'll spice it up a little bit, a couple other things as well. But as of right now, a couple weeks from now, we will be giving you $50 gift card from Dazzler's Car Wash as well as some sandwiches from Tagliari and a couple ski lift tickets. So stay tuned for that. Coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Northwest Motorsport having their anniversary sale now with huge discounts on their lot and at nwmsrocks.com. Check out their huge inventory and huge discounts now at Northwest Motorsports anniversary sale. Let's dive into it. Around the big sky in basketball, in hoops, presented by Skyline Sports. If you want to go to Boise for the big sky tournament, second week of March, you can text us here, 888-1029. That's 888-1029. Big Sky in Boise, or you can say Big Sky in Boise to either myself, either at Skyline Sports MT or at 1029 ESPN on Twitter, or you can tweet at Chris Redpath as well. Big Sky in Boise. You got about six weeks to do it, but we got a pair of passes for you to send you to the Big Sky Tournament in Boise that second week of March. It's a very fun event, one of my favorite events of the year. So very much look forward to going to Idaho's capital city and to hopefully we're sending a couple of you there to enjoy Big Sky Conference hoops as well. Last night, Monday night, has turned into sort of a, a big-time Big Sky Conference basketball night. Usually it's Thursday, Saturday during league play. But the uh, with all the postponements and reschedulings and all that sort of stuff, 
a little bit strange, but there was several games in the league last night, including the one that took the spotlight, the rivalry game between Montana and Montana State. MSU hosted, and they won, and that's sort of the tried-and-true formula of these last handful of years. MSU posted a 73-59 victory. That's their seventh straight, the Bobcats, over the Lady Grizz. Trisha Benford, head coach for Montana State, who will join us here momentarily. We are we are efforting her. She has now led Montana State to 10 out of 11 wins over the rival Lady Grizz and 12 out of the last 14. So it's been all Montana State recently in a rivalry that was so thoroughly dominated by Montana for most of the first 40 years of the rivalry. So the tables have turned in the rivalry. And probably more importantly from Coach Benford's perspective, her team's now won four in a row. They won all four of their home games this last week. They had four home games stacked into a seven-day span, and they won all four of them. So a big surge by the Bobcat women, and they are now right there in the thick of things uh, in the Big Sky Conference standings, sitting there at 6-2. and two. We're also going to hear from Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, to recap the men's basketball weekend that was, as well as last night's game, because he was on the call for the Montana side of things. Um, for the Cat Grizz game there in Bozeman. So he had some good perspective as well. He's actually called women's hoops in the league for quite some time. Maybe you didn't know that, but he was uh, originally in the league there at Montana State years ago. So he's got good acumen when it comes to that as well. And we're also going to talk to Justin Engel about some of the, the financial impacts of a game like that, getting moved from a Saturday to a Monday. What does that do to overall revenue? Uh, certainly not a good thing, but... Um, you know, it is what it is, navigating it, having people in the stands better than uh, it was. So um, we will see. We'll see how it all plays out once this thing settles in. But not ideal, but better than nothing to have the uh, the rivalry game move to a Monday. Better to have it in front of fans than not. So even though it is lost revenue compared to a Saturday, better than it was a year ago. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We are efforting Montana State head men's basketball coach, or head women's basketball coach, excuse me, Trisha Benford, longest tenured coach in the league. Amazing to think the, the arc of her career, uh, the fact that she took over at MSU at a three-win season in 2003 and now has built this program up where they are gunning for their fourth Big Sky title in the last six years and uh, trying to get that NCAA tournament berth once again. They had one sort of robbed from them. They've actually had two sort of robbed from them. One was fair in the scope of play because they lost on a half-court buzzer beater to the eight seed in Reno uh, back in 2015. But then the second time around, uh, Montese had one of the great teams in league history, 19 wins for the Bobcats a couple of years ago, and they were on the brink of punching a ticket to the NCAA tournament, but instead the whole thing uh, got called off because of the coronavirus, and uh, so the championship game did not happen. The NCAA tournament didn't happen, so a 26-win Bobcat team never got a chance to see um, what their fate might have been in the big dance. But now, I don't know if this is a true championship contender, but they certainly made a stride uh, this last week by winning those four home games in seven days capped by a huge rivalry win. But now Trisha Benford, 16-19 and 19 all-time against Montana, but 10-1 and 1 since Robin Selvig retired. So she has become now the longest-tenured coach in the league and sort of sits atop the dominant uh, spot, not, with, not only within the rivalry, but certainly one of the most prestigious coaches in the league. Watching last night's game um, was very interesting because... I thought you saw 
a Montana State squad sort of blossom. They, they've been blossoming all week, honestly. Various players really stepping up and seizing the moment. Last night it was Taylor Jansen. But it was also so interesting because this game is so often, um, but the last several years at least because of the personnel, has been touted as a matchup between two of the premier point guards in the league. And certainly Darian White and Sophia Styles are that. But it's so interesting in this specific matchup how much Darian White gets under the skin of Sophia Styles and how much Darian White can control the game on both sides of the ball. I mean, Sophia Styles was great in certain ways yesterday. Her ability to penetrate, beat um, defenders off the dribble, all that was um, very good. But she also was 0 of 9 from the floor, 0 of 4 from 3. And Darian White... 13 points. She was only 4 of 14 from the floor, but she did have five assists. But to me, the pivotal moment of the game came midway, maybe towards the end of the third quarter, when Matesse drew an offensive foul on Sophia Styles. She was very frustrated, and the team sort of was reciprocating that frustration. The Lady Grizz were. And then on the other end, Taylor Jansen hit a three, and then Matesse got a stop, and Taylor Jansen hit another three, and boom, a five-point game is into an 11-point game, and uh, that's the first double-digit lead of the afternoon, or of the evening, excuse me, for Montana State. And then they blew it open, and they built the lead all the way up to 21 points, stretched that run to a 13-point spurt after drawing that offensive foul on Sophia Styles. So the final result, Montana State cruises down the stretch that last three minutes. They built the lead all the way up to 21 and end up winning 73-59. to So seven in a row for the Bobcats over the Lady Grizz in the rivalry game with Montana. We go now to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in. Great friend of this show, and now the longest tenured coach in the Big Sky Conference, Trisha Benford. She joins us frequently throughout the year, but this one a good one coming off of a win. And, Coach, I know it's sort of atypical having you on the show on a Tuesday when you just came off a win. Sort of weird having a, a rivalry game on Monday, but we appreciate you being here, and congratulations on the win last night. Uh, thanks thanks for having me, Coulter, and uh, thank you. We're, we're definitely uh, recharging today. It's an interesting day to, to make Tuesdays your day off, so uh, I think everybody's forgetting what day of the week it is, so appreciate being here. Well, great atmosphere in Bozeman last night. I know that uh, maybe you you want it on Saturday always because that's going to be the biggest draw with the doubleheader and all that stuff, but it was a good turnout last night. More than anything, your team really came ready to play. I, I, Taylor Jansen and Darian White both talked in the post-game press conference about how excited they were for this game. And I think that if you can have excitement, that does help mitigate some of the pressures that might come with it. But even though you were playing your fourth game in seven days, they seemed like they had a lot of spark, a lot of energy. So what did you like about your team's performance last night, particularly midway through the third quarter down the stretch where you were able to pull away from the Lady Grizz? Well, the first thing I was really pleased with was the energy. Uh, I had heard it shoot around, just bodies feeling super exhausted, which you expect, you know, going on that many games in that stretch, especially coming out of uh, those COVID protocols. Um, so we were a little bit concerned about what kind of energy we'd be able to produce. So I, I definitely want to credit our, our home crowd. Uh, our atmosphere was incredible. I think we needed to feed off of them. Uh, to quite some extent, but I just think uh, the mentality was right. They were ready to go. Um, you know, you, you talk about uh, how you prep for a game like that. I, I was telling the staff, I said, I don't know if I've ever gone into a Cat Grizz matchup without doing one live drill prior. And um, we just had that Sunday to kind of prepare for that matchup. And we literally did everything in a walkthrough to try to recover. And so you're naturally going to see, you know, some some kind of breakdowns. But I thought we were able, able to overcome that because of the energy that we're able to continue producing throughout our lineup. 
it is so strange, too, because I was thinking about this. I was talking with my brother. That was the first Cat Grizz affair of any sort uh, for men's, women's basketball, or football that I have not attended in person since, I believe, 2003. So totally crazy. It just didn't work out with our schedules being on a Monday, which was a, a complete bummer, but it was fun watching and great talking to you now. Uh, but how did you go about just the strategy of navigating last week? Because, I mean, four games in seven days, that's that's pro basketball, Coach. That's, that's, that's NBA and WNBA. That's not what college players are usually expected to do. So how did you go about just mitigating minutes and all that to even have any semblance of energy when you got to the rivalry game on Monday? Well, I think we might have lost Coach Benford. We're talking all the way through, though. The rivalry game last night in Bozeman. Montana State, 73-59 victory over Montana. Seven in a row for the Bobcats over the Lady Grizz. And now 10 out of 11 in the rivalry game. UM has not won in the brick, not won in Bozeman since 2014. <laughs> Sounds like we got Coach Benford back. And Coach, I was sort of just asking, I don't know if you heard my whole question, but uh, just about sort of how you mitigated the last week or so. I mean, four games in seven days, <laughs> that's what professionals are asked to do, not usually uh, Big Sky Conference basketball players. So how were you able to do it? What, what sort of strategies did you use as a coach to sort of keep the, the minutes and, and keep the legs fresh? Well, I think uh, you you hit it right there, <laughs> Culture, when you said it was a lot similar to uh, the professional. I actually joked with uh, the coaching staff afterwards. I'm like, I think our kids are better off treating them as professionals, even though they're 18 to 22-year-olds, <laughs> and you, it's hard to do so. But that's literally uh, how we prepped um, and managed it. I mean, literally, we... We, uh, we came out of those protocols, and our first practice was the day before we thought we were playing Southern Utah, and then um, naturally we were going for each, each game. We were doing a one-day prep, and I was really trying to cut those down to just an hour on the court. Um, we had our film sessions. We had our scout um, walkthroughs. Uh, you try to get you know some of the, the actions that you're going to see and, and really try to keep it as simple as possible just so they go out and compete hard and keep hard and just keep uh, fresh legs on the floor. And really, we're just trying to manage minutes of rows, uh, minutes that they were going to be rotating with their legs. And, you know, um, I keep going back to having Maddie Jackson back in the lineup because I thought that was a big piece as we were coming out of those protocols, adding another guard into that lineup to keeping those fresh legs on the, on the court for the guard play. And then I think our post play, our bench is just really um, starting to produce it on a high level. So those two um, factors, I think, um, were huge contributors to the success. Trisha Benford joining us. She's Montana State's head women's basketball coach. Her team, a 73-59 victory over the Lady Grizz of Montana last night in Bozeman. And, Coach, the, the lead-up to this may be a little different, too, because there were so many games that preceded it. But we always talk about, at least in the last recent history of this rivalry, the point guard matchup in this in this game because Darian White, definitely one of the big guys best for you there at Montana State. Sophia Stiles, an in-state product who was a legendary uh, high school career up in Malta and, and has been a standout for the Lady Grizz since she arrived on campus as well. But last night, Darian White was just um, impactful as she always is, but so dictating of the tempo of the game and, and just her ability to disrupt what Montana was doing. And I know it's a, it's a team effort. She's sort of the, the head of the snake, especially defensively for what you guys do. But how important was that element of it? Just Darian White being able to control the tempo of the game like she did and, and hold Sophia Styles in check. 
Well, for sure. I mean, if you look at Sophia's stats this this season, I mean, she has just been playing at such a high level, and that team has been playing uh, so consistently well across the board, and all those pieces um, have made a huge difference. Uh, so knowing the, the matchup to begin with, I mean, this, this team, number one, we were the number one thing we were most concerned about was transition defense. They're so much faster this year in the open court and how hard uh, Soap will attack and transition, how hard Sammy Facken will attack and transition. And then you have posts that you got to keep the ball out of the paint with. And, um, you know, we go as Darian goes. And so when Darian starts our, our defensive pressure, the intensity just increases across the board. And I really felt like for us, it started with the very first possession where we were able just to get ball pressure right on the start, um, even from Gabby Vaki and Darian was able to run through the lane um, just to really settle us into to the game. And, you know, then it was back and forth for a while. Uh, we had a lot of other kids come in and, and contribute. I, I felt like offensively for Darian, it was a little bit of an off night and, con, you know, contribute that to the Grizz doing a great job of keeping her out of the paint. And so a lot of kids had to have those pieces for us of hitting some outside shots until we got some things going on the inside and you know when your shots uh, start falling early in the contest that certainly helps a lot of factors we've been shooting a little bit better out of uh, this break um, so maybe getting a lot of extra shots up during this uh, this downtime has is, is really benefited us but for us I thought it was just really consistently rotating those kids to maintain the level we were trying to do throughout that course. Trisha Bedford joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. And Coach, we'll get you out of here on this. So atypical, everything about this whole year and last year and all of it has been atypical at this point. But it's so interesting to have a rivalry game cap the stretch your team just went through and the fact that you just won four in a row all at home. It seems to me, just watching your team, that you guys turned a corner this week and uh, that you're certainly now playing really good basketball. But how do you carry that over? Because, you know, it, there's obviously the energy part of it coming off of such a long stretch, but also now you go on the road and you got a couple, I guess one that was, has been postponed, but you got a tough game on uh, on Thursday. So how do you sort of sustain this momentum and, and uh, sort of turn the page, but also harness what you've accomplished these last week or so? Well, there's uh, the good news about uh, coaches' culture is we're always going to show our kids many things that they can continue improving upon. So we can find uh, uh, many things uh, for growth. Uh, and I think our big test is can we perform away from the field house this week? I mean, that's the bottom line. We, we had a really strong week for us um, coming out of the break. We know that there's a lot um, more for us to produce and grow in, um, but we – we feel like we have gotten our identity back about us on the defensive end, and that has to be carried where it's going to be a lot tougher when you're on the road, uh, you're in a different bed, you, you know, you've got all those environments to have changed and we're going to have to grow up quickly because we haven't, um, uh, we definitely have not had that success on the road um, in the preseason here. And now it's going to come down to those things if we want to be a contender. So uh, it starts for us on Thursday. Uh, you know, you can't have an emotional drop, um, which is really challenged to do after you know your in-state rivalry games so definitely going to be paying attention to that and uh, really try to get after them but I think the other last piece I will say is we got to continue to be intentional coming out for those third quarters um, that's been a huge key for us as of late. Trisha Bidford, Montessa Hillman's basketball coach here on Nuanas Now. Coach thanks so much for being with us and we'll catch up with you soon. Sounds great appreciate it culture. Montana State, 73, Montana, 59. The Bobcats continue to dominate the Lady Grizz. And uh, 
10 years ago, you would have never expected that to be true, but that's why sports and history and the evolution of life, unpredictable, which is what makes it so great. I mean, Robin Silvig won 77 of his first 101 games against Montana State. Unbelievable success for Coach Selvig. And uh, if you if you peel back the pages by decade, even more dominant the further you got towards the 1970s, 80s, and 90s when the Lady Grizz were not only dominant on a Big Sky Conference and regional level, but on a national level, a top 20 program for much of that time in the late 80s and early 90s. But Coach Benford has certainly helped turn the tide. She is now... 16 and 19 in her career against the Lady Grizz, but has won 10 of 11 and 12 out of 14. So some recent domination. Nuan is now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. How about a guy who hasn't called a women's basketball game in a while? Well, I think this has become my uh, new interview seat down here at the University of Montana, but I haven't actually done an interview surrounding a game down here in weeks. Crazy to think, but happy to have my guy, Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, back in the saddle with us. We are broadcasting to you right now from Dahlberg Arena. Empty, eerie. I've been meeting down here once a week for our Grizz Star of the Week, which, by the way, this week will be Josh Bannon for the University of Montana men's basketball team. I'm always sitting right here courtside doing it, but haven't seen the men Grizz play in person in quite some time. It's been several weeks since they've had a home game. But before all that, Riley and I got a lot of stuff to get to. First and foremost, though, Riley, coming out of the weekend, all sorts of great NFL games. And the reason the NFL rules all is because not only do you have all these awesome games and results to talk about, NFC and AFC championship games coming up, but every other league in the world, if your two biggest stars get knocked out of the playoffs, that's a bad thing. It's a good thing for the NFL because now everybody wants to talk about Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. You're a Broncos guy. What say you? Is A-Rod coming to Denver? I have been talking myself into this for months, right? (laughs) Months. Riley's been on this since summer. (laughs) And now it's kind of coming to reality. And trust me, I was in a way, kind of rooting for the Packers, thinking, okay, Rodgers goes off into the sunset, he wins his Super Bowl, then he tries to beat Tom Brady 2.0, win it somewhere else. Now with the way that it ended, I'm telling you, I think Rodgers to Denver's a real thing. But you're totally right on the NFL. I mean, it was so fascinating to watch all weekend. I mean, is it not just the greatest sport, the greatest tournament that there is? And I think that this weekend or this past weekend was such a microcosm of the season. We talked about wild games with upsets and things that we just couldn't envision happening. Well, we were 13 seconds away from all four road teams winning, which is just insane to think about. The top four teams in the league all losing at home, but what a weekend it was, and uh, it goes to show why NFL Coulter is always going to be king. One last point on this, because I didn't get to make it yesterday with Coach Marty Morningweg in studio. You're, You're right, almost all four home teams lost, but I do think that there's a real dynamic where throughout most of the history of the NFL, most of the powerhouse teams have been from cold weather climates. There's obviously been the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys that have sort of been exceptions to that rule, but I do think, though, that home field is quite dissipated when it's not in Lambeau. Instead, it's in Tennessee or Tampa Bay because you don't have those factors that just deter everybody. I actually think that one of the biggest advantages that the Bucks had last year on their Super Bowl run was that Tom Brady's a cold weather quarterback, and they never played a home game. They played on the road in cold weather the whole time. So I, I just I think it's an interesting dynamic because, like you said, look at the final four here. There's no one seeds. Both one seeds went one and done. Yeah, but it is. It's a microcosm of what has been an insane NFL season. Pretty crazy to think about. It really is. And that's a good point, too. I mean, it's kind of like that inverted reverse right. psychology type deal with the cold weather climates. I mean, I'll admit I was completely fooled. I thought we were headed for a packers Bill Super Bowl. Totally. Well, they're both out. And now we're looking at, at who's the actual favorite. I think everyone's going to ride on the Chiefs. But watch out. I mean, they couldn't have played any better, right? I mean, it'll still be fun, the Final Four, and they should deservedly be the favorite. But at this point, nothing would surprise me. 
New Orleans Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Riley will be joining us at least once, maybe twice a week now. We're going to pretty much record these on Tuesdays because he's so busy traveling all over the place. This is sort of the easiest time we got to do this. But you'll be listening to these throughout the week here on Nuanas Now. And on this Tuesday, you're back from a late night in Bozeman. Sort of funny because uh, for those that don't know the whole backstory, when I first moved to Bozeman back in 2011, Riley was just getting into the media world as well. He hit me up when I was working at the newspaper. Hey, you need any extra help? And then all of a sudden, you were the play-by-play guy for the Montana State women. And here we are, 10 full years later, you're the voice of the Grizz, but last night you got a chance to call a women's game. And so it was sort of nostalgic for me listening to you on the radio calling uh, women's hoops because that's sort of where I first started listening to you a decade ago. Back in the brick, Montana loses 73-59 to uh, Montana State, and uh, the Bobcats are owning this rivalry at this exact moment. Uh, but what did you think just of the atmosphere last night at the Brick, and was it sort of weird for you being back on the call for a women's basketball game? It really was. I mean, it's kind of life coming full circle, and I totally. think that especially for me and you with kind of how we've covered the state, that uh, it, it's always fun, and we appreciate this rivalry so much more. I, I always appreciate Coach Binford. I mean, her and I go way back and still uh, shared a hug and a handshake before the game and said good luck, and my goodness, you're right. When it comes to what has happened the last four years in this rivalry, winning 10 out of 11, I think if you told Robin Selvig that in 2014 that yeah the, the Cats will win 10 out of 11 sometime in the next decade I don't think anybody would have thought that but they certainly do and I think last night truly proved Coulter that this is more mental now it, it truly is because the Lady Grizz team that showed up on the floor the first 16 games of the year was nowhere to be found I obviously was sitting right next to Brian Holsinger and I'll admit I mean puzzled would probably be the number one word to describe a lot of it of him saying comments of man this isn't the team I've seen all year I didn't realize how mental it really is at this point and it was unfortunate to see from the Lady Grizz side of things but give credit to the Cats because I also think after their COVID break they're coming together they found their team a little bit more um, and right now they're playing with all the confidence in the world. We know how good they are at home, and they're proving it. Good home court advantage. Always a great atmosphere. I think it's such a bummer this year, and this is us being picky and being guys that have seen this matchup on Saturdays, the doubleheader, what we're used to. Well, we're not going to get that this year. I mean, the four games are going to be two Sunday games, a Monday night game, and the, the women will play Saturday night in Missoula. So the atmosphere, just by my standards, maybe a bit subdued, but it still had that Grizz, Cat, Cat Grizz flair. No question about it. Montana State now won 10 out of the last 11 in the rivalry, and uh, you're right. It is sort of a mental thing for the Lady Grizz, but I do think that that's the thing about hoops that's different than maybe comparing to football. It's not this Super Bowl or the end of the season like it is in football. You still have a whole bunch of games left, so you can't let this one eat away at you, but you're totally right about the Montana State women. We've been sort of searching for analysis points throughout the year. This was the first major one I've found for the Montana schools. That last week for Montana State was a huge week. They won four home games in seven days, and they really turned the page because they were, quite honestly, struggling and pretty tough to watch uh, before uh, the the flipping of the new year, but a 16-day break then into four wins in one week. Pretty darn good for MSU, and then they uh, they get into Thursday off now because of their trip to Idaho getting canceled because of COVID protocols in the Idaho program. Riley Corkin, voice of the Grizz, joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Let's talk about the weekend that was. You were on the road to watch Montana with a road sweep. The men uh, Grizz, they won at Portland State and then won at NAU. And uh, listening to Travis DeCure in your postgame, I couldn't see his face, but I could see the smile because uh, Montana goes on the road and and, uh, averages 62 points per game and still wins the games by an average of seven points per per, uh, outing. So sort of Travis DeCure's style. He said this is the... This is the way we want to play. This is the the way that our guys are confident in playing. So seems like they've been searching for this 
finding the target. And what 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 is the best way this group can win? This is it going forward. I don't think we're going to see high point totals, but I think it's going to make Coach Nakir pretty happy. Uh, very well said. I think that's a good assessment from afar of Grizzly basketball right now because I, I think their biggest Achilles heel, believe it or not, in the non-conference was they didn't have defined roles. And I think that everyone was kind of mixing and matching and not sure who was going to be the one to truly step up. Well, the roles are defined now. And I I noticed a couple things, particularly this last weekend, is number one, I mean, they shoot 40% both games and find a way to win. Defense is where this team is hanging their hat. There's no question about it. They're tops in the league, and you can see why. The attention to detail on the scout and culture, just to see this coaching staff dissect opposing teams in the Big Sky Conference has been so much fun to watch because they have a great game plan going in and there was a lot of adversity for the Grizz coming into Northern Arizona short turnaround all the excuses were already there but they kind of powered through and I, and I do feel I understand that Portland State and Northern Arizona are struggling and, and pro- obviously not in the upper echelon but it was a breakthrough moment on Thursday and I say that because this is still a young core of sophomores right that that truly I know last year counted but it really didn't as far as w- what what it meant what it means to be Montana playing in front of crowds battling adversity everybody kind of hating you that mantra and they broke through on the road despite not playing their best. And I think Brandon Whitney, a good microcosm of that, he didn't make a bucket in the Montana State game, and he didn't have a bucket from the floor until the one-minute mark in Portland. But he has the game-winning shot, essentially. So uh, I think this team has found their role. And another thing as well, with Coach Secure, we all know this, he likes tightening his rotation. It's there. I mean, there's seven guys that are playing 25 minutes or more. Those are kind of the seven he's going to ride with, right, wrong, or indifferent. And, and I think that's a good thing for Montana, just knowing their roles. And now they're in a good spot. This league's going to be crazy this year. I don't, and this is a conversation maybe for a different day, how top-heavy it is with how yeah. good the top half is compared to the bottom half. But Montana's in a good spot. Eight of their final 12 here at home where they're undefeated on the year. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Last thing for you on this last weekend, I'm still trying to get my bearings on analyzing the league as a whole because there's so many new faces. I mean, you look at Northern Arizona, there's no Cam Shelton or Luka Dolovich or any of these guys. The only guys that you really remember from last year, Carson Touts and, and maybe a couple role players. And, and uh, I mean, they have, but they have this new dynamic guy in Jalen Cohn. Portland State. Their whole team is gone besides Khalid Thomas. I don't know anybody on the squad. So still trying to get my bearings. Where does Portland State and NAU fit into the mix in the big sky? Honestly, I think Portland State's in the middle of a rough patch. They they are down even by their standards this year. And I think this isn't to knock the new coach, Jace Coburn, but I think there's just going to be a learning process of them figuring it out. I mean, they don't lose at home very much and they lost four straight home games. So they're just not quite themselves. Tough to replace Barrett Peary too because he was a very underrated coach. He was a really good coach. I mean, he won 20 games at Portland State and that's a tall task. And absolutely, when they recycle their rosters, you just mentioned, year in and year out. And they've got talent. There's no question. Yeah. Their style is hard to play against, but I just don't think they're going to be a contender this year. NAU is really interesting because yeah. Jalen Cohn and our coaches were saying at the Grizzly coaches and Coach DeCure and Coach Cobb and the rest of them, he's the most dynamic scorer probably in this league. The Grizzlies did a great job, Brandon Whitney's defense on him. But uh, NAU... They're putting the pieces in place, and the reason why you don't know many guys on their roster, of course, Shelton and Dolovich transfer out. This is the second straight year. They're one of eight teams with no seniors on their roster. So they're building it under Coach Burkar, and you see they're, they're beating teams maybe they're supposed to. So I see them maybe in that second tier, definitely on the top five, but they might be in that six, seven, eight range for sure. 
Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, will be on the call for the home games here this weekend. Montana hosts Idaho on Thursday and Eastern Washington on Saturday afternoon here, or I guess Saturday evening here at uh, Dahlberg Arena. Got anything good coming up? I know you got your Inside the Den pod. What's going on uh, in your world? You know, I mean, finally getting home. Six days, three cities, six days type deal on the road was uh, was certainly interesting for me. Podcast coming up, a uh, big signing day special with Coach Alc. Be on the lookout for that. And also, kind of a sidebar, meet the team softball dinner. It's one of the more fun events I do uh, each year, and it'll be this Friday. Um, so it'll be fun obviously incorporating with all the other sports. But, hey, we're in the basketball grind, as you know. It's kind of that countdown on the clock we all have to Boise. It's uh, pretty much all basketball for the next six weeks. He's voice of the Grizz. Riley Corcoran joins us here once a week here on Nuanas. Now, maybe twice a week. We're probably going to hear from him tomorrow as well. We will be right back after this. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Well, if Dire Straits on a Tuesday doesn't make you happy, I don't know what will. Nuan is now. Well, this is fun. This is uh, a unique experience, being sort of the steerer of the ship, but not in my own ship. I'm in another guy's ship. We're at Studio 49 down here at the Gallagher Business Building on the University of Montana campus with our good buddy Justin Angle. And we do this, you're used to it now, more than a year, every other Tuesday, a business angle, the overlay between business and sports here on Nuan is now. But uh, because of a variety of different details that we won't bore you with, we're going to be recording these now on Tuesdays here. So this is cool, man. I've been in here and I've recorded on your pod before, but uh, it's been a little while. It's always good to get a refresh, but this is a pretty cool setup you got it's in here. It's the home court advantage. Right? That's right. Are you intimidated? <laughs> I do like your, I mean, I will say our ESPN radio studio is beautiful, but I don't know if anybody can compete with this espresso machine over here. This is like we do a journalist, nice yes, a journalist dream come true. Yeah, yeah, drum coffee. Uh, That's right. Of the show, That's right. Sponsor the show sets us up with a great, uh, great coffee system here. Nice espresso maker and uh, some fresh beans. And yeah, uh, I don't have any fired up for you right now, but um, I'm sure we'll get to that. It's so interesting too because I think that a lot of times athletes gravitate toward majoring in business because yeah. you know competitive it makes sense and so so many of my friends that were uh, either former athletes or grizz athletes when i was in college were business students here at the university of montana so i spent a ton of time in this building yeah. took some classes in this building but mostly just to you know say what's up to my buddies and mostly get coffee downstairs <laughs> and uh, so it is sort of nostalgic but i always find it striking when i meet people in the uh, the journalism industry specifically that don't drink coffee. I feel like business people are kind of wired the same way. You know, you're going, 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 competing, competing, competing. You always need some caffeine. It's weird to me when people don't. It's like, how much self-discipline can you possibly have? Yeah, where does that energy come from? <laughs> I'm not quite sure. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Well, this is fun. We're going to be doing this uh, new format here for the foreseeable future, but always happy to have Justin in. A Business Angle is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, as is Justin's podcast, A New Angle Podcast, which is this is uh, sort of the, why this studio exists. So before we get into some of the ins and outs of the, the sporting world and, and uh, specifically in the state of Montana, outside the state of Montana, remind people some of the history because we might have some new listeners now. You've been doing this podcast for a little while, and this is sort of the brainchild of the business school and yourself. Yeah, so a new angle podcast is um, we're coming up on four years, actually. Crazy. It, yeah, sometime in this week, we're going to celebrate four years. We've got about, I don't know, 200 or so episodes out. 
And yeah, we started out as a show um, interviewing cool people, doing awesome things in and around uh, Missoula, and that expanded to Montana. There's so many interesting folks kind of coming through the university orbit and doing awesome things in this town, whether it's an entrepreneur, an artist, a writer, an activist, um, some kind of a leader student. And we just wanted to tell their stories uh, for folks that uh, have been tracking the University of Montana. You know, it's been a it's been an interesting few years. And four years ago was kind of a, a low moment for our sure. positive storytelling. And it felt good to start shining a light on some of the good things happening here. Um, yeah, we've been doing an interview every week. And for about the last seven months, we um, are now airing episodes on Montana Public Radio Thursday night at 7.30 and Sunday mornings. And uh, so you can get it there. And you can also just, you know, all the places where you get podcasts. So, yeah, it's a fun show. A ton of stuff to talk about. But first, let's start with the most immediate news of the day, which is last night there was a rivalry game in Bozeman. The Montana State Bobcats beat the Lady Grizz 73-59. to That is interesting, one, because for so long of the history of the Big Sky Conference, Montana just utterly dominated Montana State in women's basketball because Montana utterly dominated everybody in the Big Sky Conference of women's basketball. I believe Robin Selvig's record uh, against the Montana State Bobcats, I think he won 77 of his 103 games against Montana State. So pretty unbelievable. And if you talk about the heyday, I mean, there was a moment in time there where he was winning about an 85% clip in the rivalry game. But again, he was winning at about an 80% clip against everybody. So definitely a legend among legends here at the University of Montana. Montana State's flipped that now. They've won 10 out of the last 11. And uh, Trisha Binford, the tables have turned. She is now the longest tenured coach in the league. She's in her 17th year, and she's the one that has the upper hand in this rivalry. All that's to say, though, from a business perspective, I found this very interesting and thought compelling. We don't have the specific numbers or anything like that, but we can sort of talk about this broadly because the fact of the matter is a rivalry game on a Monday night is not ideal when it comes to ticket sales. Yeah. It was a rescheduled game, so you know that's obviously going to take away from people that are going to go as well. But it's distinctly unique for this rivalry because in this league and in most mid-major leagues, in most leagues, period, in women's basketball, you don't have this ultimate event where you expect to sell out both Missoula and Bozeman. So just from a revenue and business standpoint, even though Montana State gets a, a, a big rivalry win, it seems like that's a loss just in terms of the business perspective of this, the profit sharing, or I guess just the revenue accumulated for the for the MSU MSU Athletic Department as a whole. Absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a hit. Um, and I think like if, if you're you know approaching it from a business perspective, you kind of have to be modeling out some of this uncertainty in your revenue projections. If you're in you know operating in this covert environment, we have a much more diverse set of revenue streams that are more active than they were a year ago. So like for athletic departments, things are better. Totally. Uh, you have some higher costs. Costs have come back as you've put more events online and put more people in these facilities. Um, but yeah, losing a game, you kind of have to game that out. And I probably, you know, if I were constructing a spreadsheet, probably have to some, some sensitivity analysis. Uh, if I was making projections on which game I might lose, you know, the, the in-state rivalry game would be a tough one to project. Um, but in some ways, it, it makes some sense. I mean, the, the, if, if COVID's in Bozeman, it's here in some ways. So I think sure. you, could, you could foresee that. But yeah, it, it's a hit. Although, you know, Montana State has plenty of healthy revenue streams at the moment. So I think it's a hit they can sustain. One thing that I was uh, analyzing last night, too, and we sort of have to tread lightly on this a little bit, but... 
The game was broadcast in two different avenues. Mm. Our great partners at SWX had the game, and that broadcast was good. It was it was fluid, and Chris Byers, Chris Redpath, Alex Eshelman, they did a good job on the call. But then there's this weird dynamic where the games are also on ESPN+. Plus. So if they're picked up locally, that's not the feed that ESPN uses. They instead use a feed provided by the school with the home play-by-play radio guy. Interesting. I don't really know what I think of that. I think that there's probably defined reasons for it that I don't really know about. But then last night, the SWX broadcast again was good, and the ESPN stream was not for the first part of the game. And it just seems like that uh, it hurts just the, the entry point for a lot of people because this might be the one game that sort of brings them to the table to watch. It's probably some mundane contractual right. situation that dictates that. But I do think like a, a cynical thought that comes to mind is like the production of highlights for the web, for Instagram, for SportsCenter, if it makes it that high. Yep. If they have compelling video coupled Yes. Often it's coupled with like, like some local homer making totally. some crazy call. Right. I mean, maybe it's the, if they're using the local voices on yeah. the ESPN feed, maybe it's the way to generate that type of content, sort of take a gamble on getting good good gold that you can uh, you know package in different ways. It is. It's uh, it's so interesting to analyze it all because I was thinking that the other day too, not to go fully down this rabbit hole, but one of my photographers, as well as Andrew Houghton uh, from Skyline Sports, as well as ESPN Missoula, they're both shooting some video during the game. Okay. It's kind of new age media. It's kind of what we want. But I was thinking, oh, shoot. I wonder if ESPN has the rights to this video. Oh, yeah. Because, like, for football games, for example, when the playoff games are on ESPN, the local people can't shoot anything. They have to go get the highlights from ESPN. And most of the videos that are on Twitter, social media, all that, it's just fascinating. And, and we are coming to you on ESPN, too, but there is a lot of uh, non-continuity when it comes to so, <laughs> sort of a confusing world, but uh, here nor there. Business Angle with our good friend Justin Angle. We're down here at the University of Montana Business School. He is a professor here at UM. Okay, let's talk Olympics because the Olympics are on the horizon. We're just a couple weeks away. Very cool that we have a whole handful of Montana people going to the Olympics. Darian Stevens from Missoula qualified over the weekend, so that means both her and Maggie Voison are heading to the Olympics on the freestyle ski team. We also have Jake Sanderson from up in Whitefish who will be on the Team USA hockey team. So cool for Montana athletes for sure, but I know you had some other stuff in terms of the Olympics you wanted to talk about. Gosh, I mean, it is cool for local athletes, but outside of the local athletes, like, does anybody care? Like, can we take an instant poll right now? Like, does anybody care that the Olympics are happening? I think that, see, this is where where sports has both accelerated and digressed at the same time, in my opinion. When you have a defined result that can uh, can equal one team winning and one team losing, and then all the conversation that comes from that, you get all the tribal elements of sports that make them great and sort of uh, unsavory at the exact same time. You also add in things like gambling and point spreads and all that stuff. There's a reason why sports has become so obsessive in America. Whereas I think if you appreciate performance, you can sit there and watch the women's aerials all day and be very entertained, but you have no idea the nuance of what's better than what. You don't know the athletes. You don't have a rooting interest. I guess the the thing that used to always galvanize specific Olympic viewers was America. We're going for America. Yeah, I just don't that. even I don't even know if that's a dynamic anymore either. Though it is sort of interesting that we have the Olympics on the horizon and 
what are the storylines? I haven't heard any primary storylines besides the potential boycotting of the Olympics. Yeah, I mean, the patriotism piece, you'd like to think that the Olympics is something that, you know, could unite folks in sure. a time of particular polarization. Um, you know, beyond that, though, you know, I just heard this morning, like, NBC uh, uh, issued a release sort of um, downgrading their ratings per- Forecasts as they're expecting poorer ratings than they initially expected, and then maybe that's a way to hedge their bets with advertisers, yeah. etc. Get out ahead of bad news before before sure. it happens. You see that often with with companies. Um, but I think too, like we're living through this pandemic, mm-hmm. and we're also in this political environment. Like China is considered an adversary in many ways. Yeah, no question. You know, economically, we're so intertwined that yes, we can be an adversary, but there is this kind of like, um, it's not quite the sort of Cold War standoff that we had with nuclear arms, but we're so intertwined economically that totally. some of the similar sort of game theoretical dynamics exist. And then on top of that, like. We've got this, and I'm going to tread into this uh, carefully, but it seems to be there are only um, – you can criticize China about certain things, right? Sure. We criticize their form of government, their government censorship, their um, harsh labor conditions, uh, so forth. But when it comes to, like, suggesting any responsibility for <coughs> COVID, for example, right? that's – you, you do that, and you're 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 labeled, um, you know, cancelable sure. in many ways. Totally. And I think, you know, the public attitude towards China right now it, it, across the country is not strong, and you can attribute that to many things. I would like to see polling based on sort of how much the public attributes COVID to China. And if that's the case, like how much of that is reflected in the interest or disinterest in the Olympics? I don't know. Just sort of some speculative hot taking there, but it's an interesting kind of notion to think about. A business angle with Justin Angle. We're doing this from Studio 49 here at the Gallagher Business Building on the University of Montana campus. It's proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications. I think there's a whole bunch of factors that go into this. I think that there's a certain disconnect from a vast majority of the population, mm-hmm. from many Olympic sports. I mean, th- there's a certain element of resources and opportunity and um, place of origin that it takes to be an yeah. Olympic skier. Like, there's just not a lot of opportunity for a lot of people in America to be a skier, so mm-hmm. they can't really relate to that. While they might think it's cool to watch, sort of hard to um, put yourself in those shoes. I think so much of why we love football for example so many especially males have played football and so they know how much better the guys in the nfl are than they ever hoped to be so there's a relatability there i also think though that so much of a competition like the olympics it used to be that you would have to watch tv to watch it play out yeah that was part of it now you can see the gold medal winning aerial jump or the gold medal winning slalom run or the gold medal winning figure skate routine in 90 seconds on Twitter on your phone. Yeah. And it also can happen in real time, so why would you ever tune into TV? I find myself, I used to love the Olympics. I still do. I still love the Summer Olympics particularly just because I'm obsessed with track and field. I just think it's such a pure sport. But when it comes to the Winter Olympics, I don't know what the hook could be for captive viewing unless you have like a connection. Like I'm certainly going to make sure to tune in when Maggie Voison or Darian Stevens skis, because I know them. They've been on this show before. So there's a personal connection. But 
you know, I'm just a guy sitting in Missoula, Montana. What's the personal connection to anybody, you know, sitting in Chicago or L.A. or New Orleans or wherever in the country to make them captively watch this stuff? I don't know. Yeah, the fragmentation of the the content, the sort of revelation that the actual highlights come down to such a small a number of minutes. Right. And that can be sort of, you know, um, um, titrated through social media, however you want to describe it. You know, it, it, it prevents, and for a long time, the Olympics were like, the events were this like substrate to deliver interesting personal interest stories and advertising, right? And and you don't really, you know, because you you, you all, all of this sort of fragmentation, you don't create the connection with the athletes. I think that's particularly strong in winter sports because the athletes just have all these more clothes on, except for the figure skaters, obviously. But, but yeah, I think the connection with the athletes is not the same. You're not as interested in the personal interest story because you sort of already know the plot at that point. And uh, there's, there's much less uncertainty in the system. A business angle with Justin Angle. Take a break. Be right back after this. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to play the second half of that on Thursday's show because we're kind of up against it. But take a break. We're going to hear from one of our students of the week most recently, Forrest Suaro. He's an outstanding football player out of Helena High. He's headed to Carroll College. He'll join us next here on Nuanas Now. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Krista Redpath played in four NCAA tournaments during her time as a standout for the University of Montana Lady Grizz. And for close to the last 10 years, Krista has been working as a rising star as a color commentator and women's basketball analyst, focusing on Big Sky Conference and women's college basketball. Each Thursday at 4 o'clock, Krista joins me, Coulter Nuanez, on Nuanez Now for the Round the Big Sky in women's hoops. But I want to back up just for a minute and just sure. say how much I really like this Montana roster sure. and how exciting it is. When I look at every single position, you get fired up, Coulter. Yep. Because from the guard play of Sophia Styles and Sammy Fatkin, yep. who are leading the way, to uh, Heward, who is a freshman, coming in, um, mixing in with the starting lineup to Carmen G. Feller and Abby Anderson underneath. It's very exciting when you look at the potential. And they're all so deep. Tune in to Nuanas Now every Thursday during the 4 o'clock hour for Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath. Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops is proudly presented by the Missoula Downtown Association. Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio. Montana, Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Hope you're having a great Tuesday. A little audible. We are hearing from Justin Angle, Business Angle, presented by Blackfoot Communications. We'll do that every other Tuesday here on Nuanas Now. But we're going to play the second half of that interview, including about the NFL playoffs, on Thursday. So stay tuned for that. All right. Happy now for the continuation of our Mattress Firm Student of the Week. Each week, in association with ABC Fox, Montana Television, us here at ESPN Radio, we're highlighting some of the great student-athletes and just some of the great overall students in general from our high schools from around the state of Montana. Nominees, they do not have to necessarily be an athlete, but they do have to be involved in some sort of extracurricular activity or something volunteering in their community from math club, marching band, cheerleading, gymnastics, but also football, basketball, and baseball. If you know an admirable student that gives back to their community, go to mattressfirm.com backslash students. You can nominate 
athletes there. We'll be doing this once a week all throughout the spring semester. And at the end of the year, we have a big scholarship courtesy of Mattress Firm for the Mattress Firm Student of the Year. This week, we're joined by Helena High Senior, Forrest Suaro. Forrest, thanks so much for being with us, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Of course, we're happy to have you. Let's first and foremost start with your senior football season because Helena High was very good these last couple of years. Uh, a lot of success, multiple playoff appearances, a couple playoff wins, and a semifinal appearance this last year. So just take us through it. I know this was sort of the swan song for Scott Evans, who's a, a great friend of this show, a guy who comes on throughout football season. always love having Coach Evans on. But uh, what was it like just playing your, your senior year at Helena High? What do we remember most about uh, your final football season with the Bengals? Uh, it was very surreal. I feel like uh, it was my senior season, and I, I always dreamt of it, but I thought it would never happen, and it finally did. It was awesome. I felt like it couldn't have gone any better other than winning a championship, but I still had great memories and uh, wouldn't trade it for anything. It's such an interesting uh, deal in AA this year, too, because I've covered AA football for close to two decades now, and I think Sentinel, Missoula Sentinel and, and Billings West, two of the more talented teams that I have seen all sorts of college guys, all sorts of Division One guys. Um, hey, but you, you guys had a lot of talent as well. I mean, led by Caden Hewitt, who's coming to the Grizzlies to play, as well as Marcus Evans and yourself, an All-State performer who's going to go play at Carroll College. Uh, but what did you just think of sort of the, the talent of those two teams? Because it seemed like th- those two teams, they had a lot of guys, and they were pretty competitive for the last couple of years. Yeah, I felt like they just had guys that really wanted to win and really just put it out on the line and just uh, wanted to win every day and got better every day. And I, I really liked that. And I, we kind of started doing it at the end of the year. We started talking about how we wanted to win every day and come and have a good uh, attitude. And yeah, stuff like that. Matches from Stu in the week. Forrest Suaro, a senior at Helena High, joining us here on Nuanas. Now he's a defensive lineman there at Helena High. Uh, and Forrest, t- tell us just about that element of it. I mean, how did you get into play into, on the defensive line? What do you like about that position? Uh, it's a funny story, actually. The first time I ever met Coach Evans uh, was my seventh grade uh, first practice on Clean King uh, from a, the Small Fry Football League. And my brother was a freshman uh, like, or a sophomore, and he played D-line for uh, Helena High. First time I ever met Coach Evans, he's like, yep, uh, you're moving the D-line from linebacker. So I've been playing D-line ever since seventh grade. Well, I know Scott Evans loves his D-line then as well. So what was that part of it, the experience like? Because Coach Evans is such a great guy. I love talking to him here on the show. And I know you're really good friends with his son as well, so you probably know him on a personal level and as your coach. So uh, just going through oh, yeah. his last uh, – his last go-around, his last season as the head coach of Helena High, what was that like for you? It was awesome. At least him coaching me and I, him being my head coach for four years, it was really surreal and really nice to have him there just because I've been with him since seventh grade, and I've, I'm always at his house, and he's always feeding me. So he's like a, a father figure also. So it's really nice to be with him the last four years he was there. No question about it. And you are going to have a chance to play football after this, which is an awesome uh, deal for you as well. You're going to go play for Carroll College, the hometown squad there in Helena. What would you like about the program? I mean, Carroll's a great school. I I, uh, I actually almost went there and played football myself, but it's, it'll be a great experience for you from an academic standpoint. But w- what else did you like? I mean, what, what drew you to want to stay uh, home in the capital city? I feel like the home atmosphere they have, I really like it just because um, – like staying at home, I really like home, and especially them talking to me, really like showing me everything they had to offer. I really like, uh, really liked everything they had. 
Forrest Warrow joining us. He is one of our latest Mattress Firm Student of the Week. He actually won this two weeks ago, uh, but just doing a little uh, catch-up here uh, on Nuanez now. And tell us about uh, outside of football, what other sort of things are you into? I know you're involved uh, in the community, and I know that uh, you've done some volunteer work as well, uh, helping build beds at a, uh, for, for uh, a certain cause. So just tell people a little bit more about the details behind that. Uh, yeah, so Coach Evans always uh, made sure we knew that uh, community service and, like, helping out the community was a big part of uh, sports in general. So he'd always have us doing stuff, like we did the NAMI walk, and we did all this other sorts of, st- or sorts of stuff. And then so we went and did, built beds and, like, helped everything out over there for, like, uh, teen pregnancies and stuff like that. And it was really a cool experience. Well, very good. What sort of things do you get out of that? I mean, just from a personal level, what does that teach you, just uh, being able to give back to your community? I feel like helping the community out is such a big part of being in Helena, too. And it just shows if we help them out, they'll help us be there for on Friday nights or Saturday mornings now. They'll be come and support and be at every game. We got to love it. We appreciate you being here, Forrest. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your day. He's Forrest Suaro. He is our Mattress Firm Student of the Week from last week, our 16th out of 17 Mattress Firm Student of the Week so far. We'll be nominating and honoring students each and every week all the way through the rest of the spring semester and then at the end of the year we will select our mattress firm student of the year if you want to nominate an admirable student head on over to mattressfirmmt.com backslash students and to get that all entered in for us Best of luck with everything the rest of your senior year here. Congratulations on committing to Carroll College. Very cool for you. And uh, thanks so much for spending some time with us here on ESPN Radio. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Mattressfirmmt.com backslash students. That's where you can nominate all the great students from across the state of Montana for our Mattress Firm Student of the Week and our Mattress Firm Student of the Year. Hour one of the books, hour two coming at you. Special guest for you, Jim O'Day, longtime athletic director of the University of Montana, guy that knows ins and outs of college athletics better than anybody I know. He'll join us next to talk all the way around the world of college sports. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, 
your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.